Welcome to the Willow Valley Podcasting Channel, where exciting podcasts are created by Willow Valley residents, for Willow Valley residents, and about Willow Valley residents. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another version of Life Under the Willow Tree. You know, we started doing Life Under the Willow Tree about a year ago, and it's turned into just be a wonderful adventure for me because every week I get to sit in on the recording of a podcast with a resident or a team member or somebody from the community here, and I get to know their story. And I get to find out things that I haven't realized before. So today we have two lovely young ladies, and I'm going to emphasize the young. They're smirking at me right now. But what makes them good is good people is that they both own dogs. Okay, and, you know, what could be better than that? So we're going to start out, we're going to be talking about our pet club today, and we have two people here. We have Betts Keene, and we have Ellen Krimmel. I hope I got your name right. You did. Okay. And uh, I was going to spin a wheel or flip a coin to see who goes first, but I think Ellen is chomping at the bit here to start first. So Ellen, why don't you tell us a little bit about you first, and how long you've been in Willow Valley, and where you came from real quickly, uh, and most important the names of your dogs okay and how cute they are and they're very adorable so i'm a retired family doc did all my training in philadelphia and then moved to lewistown pennsylvania which is up near state college met and married my husband and um a few years after we got married we decided to get a dog and our first dog was scout and all of our dogs have been Cavalier King Charles Spaniels, which is a long name for a tiny dog. Um, Scout lived till she was 16, which is very old for the breed. She was very easy to train. I was very interested in training because when I was back in medical school, good 40 years ago now, a boyfriend had a yellow lab puppy. And I had the worst time trying to train that dog to the point of it brought me to tears. And I was determined that when I got my own dog, I was gonna train it right. So along comes Scouty, very easy to train. So two years later, we decided to get a second dog, very difficult to train. So I learned a lot about positive reinforcement training and that took off from there. So I'm very into dog training. So when you when you moved to Willow Valley, right. Okay. It was important that you had a place for your puppies, right? Absolutely. Okay. I'm sorry I interrupted, but go on and finish what you were saying. Well, after that, we decided to get into rescue. So over the last 25 years, we've had eight Cavaliers. Uh, Currently have two. Uh, The older one is 12, and his name is Doogie, which is short for Dougal. He's got a Scottish name. He has some health issues. And then the younger one is uh, nine and a half, and he's Benny. And his name is really Benedict, but he's Benny. Um, And he has some very serious health issues. So it's sort of like uh, not quite nursing home for Cavaliers at the moment, but uh, they're wonderful, wonderful dogs. When we went looking for a breed, we picked Cavaliers because they're described as golden retrievers in a little package. And that was perfect for us. Cool. Well, it's a shame that you're not passionate about your dogs. <laughs> so let's introduce Bats. Bats Keens. Is it Keen or Keens? 
Keen. Keen. So it's Peachy Keen, right? Yes. yes, Okay. Yes. All right. And and you're here at Willow Valley and you're the president of this club now. Is that correct? correct? Okay. And how long have you been at Willow Valley? I moved during COVID. So I got that experience. And and you had puppies before you came here, right? Yes, yes. I have th- I have three dogs. Um, Ribbon is eleven and a half, and Ryder is seven, and Smokey is probably almost fourteen. Ribbon and Ryder are golden retrievers, and Smokey is fifty-seven variety little dog. He's a rescue. So, is it true then that every dog is easy to train except the ones you get? Uh, no every dog has its own quirks its own personalities and that's what i love about dog training it's very individualized okay so we're here today we don't want to get too far off the topic over here to talk about this thing called the pet club right which is here at willow valley and uh uh how much did you check out the pet clubs before you came here let's let's go back to ellen here for a minute um not at all. I didn't even know there was a pet club, but it came to my awareness by very shortly after we moved in, not quite two years ago, I did have a health emergency with one of the dogs and, you know, what do I do? What do I do? And I ended up speaking with the person who started the pet club here. Her name's Pam Jacoby, and it was just the dog club at that time. And she was very helpful with some resources for me. Okay. And what was your experience, Pat? Before I moved here, I was interested in how pet-friendly Willow Valley would be. And so I went on their Facebook site, and I found that there was a pet club, at that time the dog club, and again reached out to Pam Jacoby before I even moved here, and she helped introduce me to all the different aspects here. So it was a great resource for me, and I was able to have a vet before I moved here and everything set up, and Pam was so helpful. Okay. So, so... You're here now, and how important were your pets, not the pet club, were your pets to your socialization into the community? Enormous, enormous. Um, I have found over the, I'm a relatively shy person, and I have found over the years, you got a dog, you make instant friends, especially Cavaliers. They're everybody's best friend. Okay, and did you have the same kind of experience? Oh, it was just great. We were allowed to walk dogs during COVID once I moved here. And I met so many people out on those walks and got to know so many neighbors. It was just, it it was great. Okay, so pets are our friends, right? Yep. Pets are an important part of our life. They're an important part of our social life. And uh, here at Willow Valley, they just seem to make life easier. You know, I and I can see where that can happen. Uh, it, it's just a great way of meeting people. So let's get back into this thing called the Pet Club right now. So this was here when the two of you moved. Is that correct? Right. Yes. Okay. And uh, you referred to it as a dog club at the beginning. So how many different kinds of pets are in Pet Club now? We... Um we have dogs and cats and birds, and we do have a fish. And we encourage people that if you have a fish to join the pet club, because we have some experienced fish owners. We have one fish. Is this like the movie, A Fish Called Wanda or something like that? Two fish. Two fish. Okay. <laughs> that we know of. They're probably more fish. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so... And- if I could just um, maybe state our mission, would that be uh, sure? Go ahead. Um, the mission of the pet club is to bring together Willow Valley dog, cat, bird, fish owners, as well as other 
interested residents to promote the health, well-being, and enjoyment of the pets. So that was Pam's mission, and our goal is to continue that. Okay. So how big is the pet club? How many members do we have? Roughly about 160. Oh, wow. So you're sizable. Yep. And you do not have to have a pet to be a member. That's correct. I know several people who are uh, members who do not have pets. Yeah, I'm thinking about coming over and leeching off of everybody else's dog. You guys (laughs) can take them out in the rain, and I'll just pet them. How's that? Okay. 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 So I think that there are some really good advantages that we were discussing earlier of being a, of having a pet club here, whether you're a member or whatever it is. And, and we kind of classified them into uh, a social value and then kind of a short-term kind of, a, of problems that can be solved and then long-term problems that can be solved. So I think we hit the social value, although we should say that you guys have clubs and parties or parties and other things. We too, do. Right? We have happy hours. We're going to have a, a holiday party coming up. We had a pet expo recently, which was a wonderful experience. Okay. But but let's get into some of the real serious stuff about why this is just so important here. You know, when you moved, uh, you moved from, I'm going to call it an estate, but I don't know that it was really an estate, but it was acres, right? Uh, no, that was Betts. That was Betts. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Betts is the, the multi-acre farm. Okay. <laughs> and you came here to now you're in a confined area. Yes. Okay. And you came from out of the area, although not too far away. And and so how did you take care of things like, you know, you moved to a new area, you got to have a vet. You know, what happens if your dog gets sick? Uh, how valuable is the pet club for handling that kind of thing? Yes. Well, the pet club's great for that in that um, Ellen has developed a website and it's WVC Pet Club. Dot com, and we will repeat that several times yeah, for you. And, and we'll post it at the end. We'll put it in the notes. Great. We'll go great, the podcast, great. Yeah. And on there, we have put different pages, but we have a wonderful resource page that if you have an emergency, you go there and you can see where the emergency vets are located, or if you need a groomer or any different um, aspects of pet care that you need, we have posted there. How about babysitters? Um, that is a different program. There is a way to get to those links from that site. But yes, on there, we have the resources of different um, people that are hired to come here to take care of your pets and have insur- and are insured to come take care of your pets. So, so it's, but it's then we nice. also have a neighbor helping neighbor program yeah. that we um, would like to t- present here. So it's nice. If you're going to go away for a couple days or something like that to see grandkids, you've got some help here if you can't take the dog or the cat along with you, right? Absolutely. So it's it's called a volunteer pet caregiver program. And it was started by uh, one of our club members, Judy Eckenrode. Uh, She's in South Point and she realized that there was a need for such a thing. And so there was a pilot program in South Point where she collected names of people who would be willing to do it. And she created a computer database and then it went club wide. And it's basically uh, identifies uh, where you are, what kind of pet you'd be willing to help with. Yeah. 
Okay, I understand. And the list goes on. Whatever's on there, on. right? So okay. it's, a, it's a wonderful program. So if you sign up for it, you yourself can go into the database. And let, for an example, let's say I live in Lakes and I need somebody to walk my dog uh, two, day, two afternoons this week while I have some other commitment. Um, I go in, I can search for who is willing to help in Lakes, who is willing to help with dogs, and some names pop up. And then I can call those folks and say, hey, I saw you're on the list. Would you be willing to? It is a neighbor helping neighbor program, meaning there's no money exchanged. It's just, yeah, I'm, I'd be happy to help you out. Yeah. Okay. Now let's let's switch the idea here. We've been talking about what happens when your pet gets sick or your pet needs something. What happens when you need something? Because we're all here because we ain't as young as we used to be. And what happens if you have to go into the Gwen or into Lakeside for a short period of time? And let's talk about that first. Okay, so do we as a pet club have the ability to help people take care of their pets or at least register that they have a pet or something? What, what, what goes on? Well, the Willow Valley Communities has a policy that when you move in with a pet, or you get a pet after you move in, you have to fill out an application. And the reason for that is safety issues. So Willow Valley needs to know that there's a pet in that residence in case of fire, in case of some other disaster, in case of it's three o'clock in the morning and you have to go to the hospital. They need to know that there's a cat or a dog or a pet in that apartment. Um, so the first step is you have to have your pet registered. Uh, they have they have magnets or stickers that you can put on the door, so it automatically identifies. Hey, there's a pet in that residence. Um, if you need help short term, again, it's the volunteer pet caregiver community. So if you're just you know overnight in the hospital or you're uh, a couple days that you need some help or maybe a, a week or two, the volunteer pet caregiver program is designed for that. That was that was the idea behind that. Uh, I'll give you an example. There was a lady who was at the Glen for a period of time. Uh, she had a cat, and the cat was very shy and would not have done well if the cat had been taken to someone else's residence. So the cat stayed in her residence, and I went over every day and fed the cat and cleaned the litter box and took care of the cat while she was there. Okay, so neighbor helping neighbor, and that's great. And go go ahead, Beth. You were going to say. And something. then there's a different program that we're setting up that's called the Foster Adoption Program, and in that case, it would be a situation that Ray, you have a cat, and now you have to go into the Glen long term, and you know you're not going to be returning to take care of that cat, and you want to find the proper home for that cat while you're still able to do that, or if you're not able to think it through. We want to be able to help you understand the steps to be able to do that. So the foster concept is to help a resident that needs someone to take care of their pet for an extended period of time, months. And then the adoption is to actually take over full care of that pet and to become the owner of that pet. So they're two separate programs. So have we had any success stories along that line? We I'm have. setting you up here. Yes, we, we have. Yeah, I, knew, we have. I knew you did. Yes, yes. So, well, uh, tell us. Um, there was a, an elderly cat uh, whose owner uh, couldn't care for it anymore and uh, was adopted by another Willow Valley resident. Uh, was one of our biggest success stories. And it 
just it filled her life and it filled the cats like it was a wonderful story yes yeah you know there there's so much going on here you know on one side we have uh we get sick and somebody's got to watch our pet in another case sometimes we have a spouse that dies or something like that and there's a void in our life and bringing pets and people together is wonderful absolutely so do we have that do we have any more than the one success story so far I would like to point out some of the reasons this is t- complicated to set up. Okay. And and that is the fact that, say that we're back on your story, that your cat, Marcy, is now um, with me, and I'm taking care of it, and you've given me the ability to be the foster until we decide what's going to happen next. And now, all of a sudden, the cat is very, very sick, and I have to make some serious medical decisions. Do I pay for them myself? Does the previous owner pay for it? There's just a lot of things. And heaven forbid, there's a life or death situation where we have to make a decision that the cat has to be put down. So those things need ironed out before we can finalize how the yeah. where the cat is going to go. Now, these are things that Willow Valley just doesn't do for us, right? Well, they um, are your first point of contact. You know, it's important that before any of this thing, this happens, that you have a plan, that you think through your plan and you have a plan. And by that, we then have forms that you fill out that, that help that. So there's a pet form that says who will be the person that in an emergency takes care of your pet. And then there's also the ability to enter your residence form and you need them both filled out so that all of a sudden Ellen's gone to the hospital. I have to not only be able to know that I'm the person to take care of her pet so that Willow Valley Social Worker contacts me, but also that I'm allowed to walk in her house and get that pet out. So there's, you know, steps to this. And we have had two meetings, one where we explained it to all our members and another one where the social workers came in and explained it to everyone. Cool. Can you answer a question for me? Uh, What's the policy about taking your pet with you to assisted living? Do you have any idea? My understanding is that it is permitted, but only if you are 100 percent able to provide care for that pet. Okay, so given given why we're here, uh, this is really an important thing to discuss. Uh, do you discuss this at your meetings? Do you actually have uh, committees or forums or anything like that where people can say, I need a plan for my dog or my cat or my bird or even now my fish, right? Absolutely, and that's the two meetings that Betts was referring to. But it's really important to to have your plan in place. And I think most of us would probably prefer that our pets go to family. Uh, Or in my case, my two dogs are rescues that I got through the Cavalier Rescue Group. And it's in my contract with them when I adopted the dogs that if if they have to be rehomed, they have to go back to Cavalier Rescue. So that's a a no-brainer for me. If I didn't have that, then I would have to identify a friend or a relative or somebody. It's the people who they didn't even think about it. They they didn't have a plan that then it has to go to the social worker and then the social worker asked the pet club to put the word out, hey, we've got a pet that needs rehomed. And then the social worker works with the owner to figure out who's going to take this pet. I love the word rehome, rehomed, mm-hmm. right? But if the person um, 
dies, um, we then have a situation where the um, power of attorney could be stepping in. And that gets very complicated. The power of attorney could be somebody in Florida, and it could be that in their will, they're saying that Mary that used to live in Marco Island is taking care of my pet, and you didn't change your will. And it gets very complicated. And so it's not really the social worker's responsibility, well, it's not the social worker's responsibility to find a home for the pet. It is only for them to you know, expedite everything. And, and you know, that's a whole other series of problems about leaving control over your pet to somebody who may not want to take control of right. your pet. Correct. Where you have a neighbor who loves your pet. Right. Correct. Okay. Right. Okay. We're near the end of our time, and this has been a great discussion. And I think the one thing I've learned is that anybody with a pet ought to get down to that next pet club meeting and at least find out what the options are and start to make plans and also kind of size up your neighbors and say, who around here, you know, can love my pet for me if I can't? Absolutely. Um, now, before we leave, uh, why don't I give you some time to kind of finalize things? So, uh, Bets, uh, do you have any last minute comments that you'd like to say? Anything at all? I'd like to be sure that... Um People, again, know that we welcome you to use our website and to um, be a member. There's no dues. There's no responsibility. We just are an informational resource for you. And also, I'd like to encourage people to get their identification on their animals to make sure they're either chipped or be wearing collars that they could be identified. Okay. Ellen, your turn. In in case of lost pet. So we've had some incidents of that. A cat found wandering in the hall, and we have to find the owner. So having identification on your pet is a really good idea. I just want to go over the Pet Club website again and also let people know if you can't remember it or you didn't write it down. It's available on the Willow Valley intranet on the uh, clubs and activities page. And our website is wvcpetclub.com. And our email is wbcpetclub at gmail.com. Okay. And uh, Ellen will make sure that that's put on the bottom of our uh, uh, podcast notes, too, so that it'll be in, in writing there. I bet you have another comment you need to make here. Uh, no. no, I'm good. No, I'm good. Okay. So you can just say the end, right? <laughs> okay, so thank you both for being with us. And Ellen Haas, who is our engineer today, Ellen, would you sign us off, please? Thanks for listening, and be sure to listen again next week and every week when we'll have another exciting guest.